Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Inc. Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at CrashInClothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in on another mile post. We had last week off. It was my birthday. Wife took me away to Leavenworth. It was an awesome getaway for the weekend. That's a killer town in the North Cascades. But tonight we got mile post 98 with the man from Tennessee, DDKTN, also Dan, as many of us know him. Coming in, I'm going to share stories and highlight mile post 98, and we're going to have a good time tonight. So, yeah, thanks for coming on tonight, Dan. I uh, appreciate it, Edward. Thanks for the invite. Heck, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's, it's great to, you know, get with all these guys, everybody that's always, you know, supporting all these channels, always in everybody's side chat. And it's, you know, it's a lot of fun to, to get to know everybody a little more than just, you know, chit-chatting and kind of face-to-face in a way, not personally, but, hey, we're, you know, face-to-face through the screen and having a good time. So let's start this like always, man. Uh, how'd you get into motorcycles? Where did it come into life for you? Well, uh, motorcycles have been part of my life since I was probably about six years old. Uh, first thing I rode was a five horsepower Briggs and Stratton mini bike. And then it just kind of grew from there. Uh, moved on to dirt bikes, rode dirt bikes for a lot of years. Then moved into the street bikes. First street bike I ever had was a Honda CB100. That'll tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> and, uh, then kind of moved up. Always had a love for Harleys. Uh, the Harley I'm currently on is the first Harley I've actually owned. And uh, But uh, I can remember growing up, uh, a guy that worked with my dad. That was the first person I ever seen right into the little old town where I'm from on a Harley. And uh, I thought that was the coolest damn thing I'd ever seen. Uh, and it was loud and obnoxious. Uh, but it, I don't know. Ever since I seen old Jerry on that old Harley, it's, I've always had a love for Harleys. But you know, I done like a lot of a lot of people did when uh, quit riding for the most part in my early twenties. Once I got married and started raising family. Once my kids were uh, out of high school and in college, uh, kind of eased back into it. Uh, and since that time, and that's probably been 15 years now since the kids have seen my youngest. No, it's not been quite that long, maybe. I think 12 years. My youngest uh, was 18 when I went back to riding. And uh, I'm on the third bike since then. So I've had three of them in the last. 12 years and the Harley's probably going to be the bike I'm going to stick with for a long time and it's a 24 I got a 14 and it's an ultra limited uh, I like the color oh yeah that amber whiskey and vivid black mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's a, 
I, I do and that's what sold me on that bike i actually looked for that color i knew what i was wanting uh, so it took me a little while to find that particular bike uh, so I, it, I looked for a while before i finally found one that uh that i could grab a hold of but i looked for that bike for about a year before i actually got it seen a lot of them it was the amber whiskey and silver I, that's the amber whiskey and vivid black was what I was wanting. Yeah, I don't think you've not a real common color that at least I haven't seen a lot of it over here. Uh, yeah, I see some every now and then. Um, I mean, it's the amber whiskey is a it's a pretty popular color. Um, like I said I, I see a few. I don't see a whole lot for sale, but I do see some out when I've been riding. Uh, and you know, it's uh, of course I've done some odds and ends, you know, the LEDs, you know, which I still have my issues with the motor company not installing LEDs from the factory. I mean, my God, it's 2023. But anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, this this winter, I've done a couple of projects to put the uh, Hogwarts detachable tour pack on it. And I love pulling that thing off if I'm just doing some local riding. It just makes so much difference in how that bike handles. But if I'm doing a trip or if the wife's going with me, yeah, I, you know, I'll slap that tour pack on her because she loves that tour pack. I know I did a deep clean of mine a couple weeks ago and pulled all the bags off, cleaned it down. I'd put the saddlebags back on. I didn't have the tour pack on. And I don't know. It's just me. I'm so used to, you know, my the road glide with my tour pack. It, I see my bike without it. I think it just looks retarded. I can't stand the look of it. It's like, ah, uh, I, I can't do it. Oh, no way. I'm just yeah. so used to it. It's it's just part of it for me. And it, for I, I me, like it's like, yeah. I like the, of course, you know, I, I, I always like the street glide. And, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. the, so with that pulled off, I mean, it it's not a street glide. I understand that before somebody starts saying, well, it's still not a street I understand it's not a street glide. But it gives it a street look. glide. Look. Um, I mean, the like average that. person probably isn't going to know the difference. I mean, if you're a deep down Harley guy, you're going to know the the very minimal changes that what makes it a street glide, but yeah, to each their own, you know, we all like our styles and how we like it. So, oh, you know, so it good. gives it that sporty look then, Hey, enjoy it. And it's yours. So that's the bottom line. Of course, Denver put down on there that you, I mean, uh, Brian put there that Denver can't handle that younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bri, Bri, Bri. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll age myself. I, I am older now. Took another lap around the sun last week, so. Oh, what day? 16th. Well, mine was the 22nd. Oh, hey, happy birthday. Yeah, and same to you. Thank you. Yeah, 45 now. Getting up there. I've got a few more years on you. I'm 58. Goes fast. <laughs> yes. I think as you get older, you don't realize it. it's like, man, time seems to really speed up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my wife has that conversation with me quite often. <laughs> I know I'm getting more of that gray hair coming in everywhere. I think I just blame my kids more than anything on that uh, one. Gray? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> hey, thanks, Fat Glide. So what's your kind of, you know, your, your favorite type of riding? I mean, you guy that likes to get out for, you know, the weekend adventures or? Well, I get to uh, at least twice a year, sometimes more. I'll get to actually just go out and take a three, four, five day trip. 
I get to do that a couple of times a year. Uh, and uh, sometimes the wife's with me, sometimes she's not. But I got a I got a good friend that I ride with, and every year, at least once a year, me and him will take a four day trip, and just take off to the mountains somewhere. Uh, and I, I enjoy those rides. And uh, but I enjoy when the wife, you know, if we just decide to get up one Saturday morning and take off. I mean, the, the area that we live in, I mean, we we can be in the mountains in thirty minutes, and just it ain't nothing to do a four hundred four hundred mile day just a round trip, just riding up in these hills. Yeah. We've done that several times. I mean, several times. And she enjoys it. I mean, if she's not working or not wanting to be with grandkids or something, I mean, if I start that bike up, she's ready to jump on the back and go. I mean, she she loves to go riding. Which is fun. My wife's gotten into it more and more. And it's, you know, it added, you know, the comfort to help her be more comfortable with. I mean, she came off a horse years ago and messed up her tailbone really bad in the bottom of her spine. So we've, I've done a lot to try to make the bike more comfortable also for her to be able to ride more and, you know, farther distance without, you know, having to take as many breaks, which I don't mind that part, but just trying to anything just to help make, you know, my wife more comfortable. I mean, I've gone from, you know, lowering the floorboards in the back as far as they can. Of course, I mean, not trying to do that plug like everybody likes you, but the wild ass has helped her a lot with her comfort on her tailbone and it helps her a lot to really be able to enjoy the ride and, so sure, her plan is so far still she wants to ride back to Sturgis this summer with me. So that'll be fun. I think if, with her going, we'll make it a, a two and a half day adventure. Probably get over there on the bike and just kind of enjoy the ride over there and and not push it. So that'll be a lot of fun. Said so you were having to lower your floorboards. Yeah, I lowered the rear floorboards for her to help it make it more comfortable for her I'm because assuming she's kind of tall. She's got longer legs. I mean, she's. I don't know, five, six, five, seven, but has really long legs. And so oh. by putting them, the floorboards down a little lower, help take some of the pressure off her tailbone from having her legs. I say I have that opposite problem. My, my wife claims that she's four foot ten and a half, but I don't think she ever seen four foot ten and a half in her life. But she <laughs> claims to be four ten and a half. So she's quite, quite vertically challenged. I think the only person I know of, you know, that she might be as close in height is is Dallas. You know, they're pretty close in height. <laughs> Got to give a big a, a shout out here to to Wrenchbender Nick because I've been having some electrical gremlin going on, and actually, thanks for his diagnostic skills from eleven hundred miles away, actually helped me fix my electrical gremlin that came in yesterday when I lost all my brake lights and blinkers, and they all quit working. And I did as much as I could, but thanks to his skills of being able to read schematics and are far better knowledge of electrical systems than I do because me and electronics, we don't get along. So thanks, Nick. I now have brake lights and blinkers again on the bike, so that's a good thing. Yeah, always good when that works. It is. Yeah, especially brake lights. Those are kind of important when it's on a motorcycle. I like people to know when I'm stopping. Although sometimes it really doesn't matter. I don't want to be ran over anytime soon, so... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I've seen people where they light up like a Christmas tree and still get rear-ended. This is true. The valid point. I still just feel a little safer for me, you know. One of those things. So call me. Oh weird. yeah. I mean, it's I got <laughs> lights all over mine. I, I definitely want to be seen as much as. Oh I can. yeah. Yep. Very true. Don't mind me. I'm just knocking shit over at the bar here, making a bunch of extra noise. So what's one of your favorite places that you guys really enjoy to ride in your area that's one of your, oh. your go-tos? 
Oh man, the, the Blue Ridge Parkway, just phenomenal. Uh, that uh, the Shenandoah Valley, uh, which goes up in the it's through Virginia, ends over in Manassas, uh, not Manassas, but Front Royal, Virginia is where it ends. That's another phenomenal ride. Uh, it's you know the Blue Ridges. That's that's probably my number one ride that I love to go on. I, I've rode the Blue Ridge. I don't know how many times, countless numbers of times. And uh, it's 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 a blast every time I go. I you know almost to the point I know the curves that's coming up. And, uh, I think that helps in a way. I mean, you know, you can be more comfortable. You kind of know the road, but. I got to imagine, I mean, I've seen a lot of pictures, especially when it comes to fall and the season's changing. It's got to be just absolutely gorgeous through there. Oh, it's, it, it's amazing. Uh, fall in, uh, on the Blue Ridge is now, you know, you also have that obstacle of, you know, six inches of leaves being on the road, which, you know, doesn't bother me as long as they're not wet. That, that tends to get a little slick when they're wet. <laughs> but, I can uh, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, we, we get that up here, some of the – them side roads, all the leaves coming down with the change of seasons, it's definitely got to, you know, add a little bit. Got to know your surroundings, what's going on. Definitely pay attention to the road for sure. But uh, but other than that, I mean, just just locally, I mean, uh, the Blue Ridge. It takes me even to get to the Blue Ridge. That's about an about an hour and a half ride to pick up the Blue Ridge from from where I live. But I mean, I can ride half hour about either direction of my house and and be in some of these little Appalachian ridges and foothills. It's that's awesome. And I, like Ray's moto life up where Ray, up where he lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives, I don't know, about, about an hour uh, west of me in Tennessee. And uh, <clears throat> he's the same way. I mean, he can walk out his door and jump on his motorcycle and within a mile be in a national forest. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's some great riding. And uh, I rode up there with, 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 uh, with Ray's. Uh, it was, that was some good riding. Yeah, we got that down here. I mean, I can take off like down 101. I can ride down the area called Hood Canal, which you're riding through the, you know, the National Forest. You're kind of a couple areas you're really close to Olympic National Park, but you're riding right at the foothills of the Olympic Mountains. I mean, it's like for me, unfortunately, I can look out my front window and I live at the base of the Olympic Mountains. So you can ride around the park or for me, it's like I can head east towards, you know, place I don't live, Seattle, and get north of that area. And I was getting I mean, I can be in the Cascades in two hours. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Seattle. <laughs> but yeah, that's the fortunate thing over here is, you know, I go from one mountain range and there's so many different side highways and it's like, man, I can, you know, take off. You can ride the southern parts of the Cascades, northern, and there's so many different loops a guy can make. It's like, how long do you want to ride and how far? There's so many different passes. You can make so many different what they call Cascade loops and, man, go for a great burger somewhere and enjoy the road and scenery. Riding like for us, you know, you do... White's Pass, a Chinook, and, you know, right around Mount Rainier, which is, Mount Rainier just absolutely beautiful. It's, what, 16,000 feet, I think. But especially in the summertime, it's absolutely freaking amazing. That's a great, fun ride. Yeah, well, you, you know, the area that you're living in, of course, now right up above you, uh, Dez was out there last year, seen some of her video, that uh, Glacier. Oh, Glacier's a little bit, that's about mm, 700 miles east of me. Oh yeah, but compared to where I'm at, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Some some of the some of the video that Dez put out on that 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 made me want to put that on my bucket list. Oh, Glacier's beautiful. I mean, you know, the going to Sun Road Flathead Lake is another amazing place up by Glacier, and 
Montana has so much beautiful land. I mean, I've explored some of it. There's a lot of it I haven't seen, but there's a lot of places I do want to venture to get over and, and see more of it because it's, you know, a lot of people like to say, man, you get up some of those areas, God's country, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, like, we, you know, a lot of us have always said the, the best way to travel is those back highways and see see America that so many people miss because they want to go A to B as fast as they can. Well, see, that's that's totally the opposite when I'm when I'm on the bike. That's what I look for is those side roads and mountain roads, and because to me that's what my trip is. That's, yeah, that's what I have, you know. I, I tell the wife all the time that to, it, it's not where I'm going when I'm on a bike trip. It, it's it's the roads that I'm riding to get to that location. That's that's the part that I'm enjoying. Or you know another fun great way that I love it's okay cool I'm gonna ride from I live you know. Say from where you're at, you pick a destination eight, nine hundred, a thousand miles away. I'm gonna be here in two or three days. Now I'm just gonna enjoy the roads and I'm just gonna slowly meander my way, whether I go north, south, and the east and the west and, and zigzag. But I'm gonna enjoy the countryside and in a few days this is where I'm gonna be. And those are some of the most funnest trips. Yeah, I, I I do not disagree. That's 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 totally where I'm at. I only hit the interstate if it's just a necessity. Uh, to where it's, you know, look, I have to be at this location at this particular time. And then I'll hit the interstate. But other than that, there's nothing on the interstate that thrills me. No, I agree. So what's been one of your most memorable trips in, in the last couple of years you really enjoyed that really spoke to you? Uh, God, they're all, they're all up there. Oh, that's awesome. That's even better. I mean, it's, I even, uh, I went down, let's see, I think three years ago or four years ago, I think our trip was down close to Dallas. Uh, like we was talking about earlier, we hit the Natchez Trace out there close to where Dallas is from and uh, rode it down into, uh, into Mississippi and Alabama. Uh, once you get off though, once you get past Tennessee line on the, uh, on the Natchez, in my opinion, it's it's not nearly as nice because it's starting to it's starting to get real flat. But the stretch from where Dallas is for you know a couple hundred miles is is really nice. Uh, but we'll bounce over when you know when we do these trips. Like uh, we bounced over, uh, went over towards Memphis, hit the uh, Shiloh National Battlefield. Uh, that is something I do like to do if I'm out on these rides. If there's if there's some of these old battlefields and stuff that I've never been to, I like to go over and check those out and you know, take a few pictures. And like I said, I'm, I'm a history buff. Uh, I like to see history. Uh, but I've rode, like I said, a lot of times, you know, uh, last year, like last year's ride, we done part of the Blue Ridge Parkway. Up, We got off the Blue Ridge up close to where group is from. Uh, then we went up through uh, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia was some great riding up in there, too. Uh, come down into Kentucky, into the mountain area of Kentucky. Bourbon country. Yeah. <laughs> Is that some area, some of the country that I, I want to see so bad, I want to get over that area, and much like yourself, I mean, I, I absolutely love history. That's definitely a place I want to get down to your area and be able to spend a few weeks and just really enjoy the place and, and see as much as I can and take in, you know, all, all the guy can see because it's, man, I – for me, it'd just be a dream to get down there. It, it's, 
like I said, there's some amazing riding in the the Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, North Georgia, Virginia, West Virginia. This this whole little pocket in here. This there's just some amazing riding. Uh, and everybody that wants to come uh, to Tennessee and in the North Carolina area, I always want to go hit the tail of the dragon and uh, tell, you know, which is, look, if you've never done it, tell the dragon, I mean, go do it, experience it, uh, get it out of your system. But you'll realize if you do some of the other riding that's within a half hour of tail of the dragon, you'll say, well, geez, why is this not more popular than tail of the dragon? I mean, you have one right up the road. It's called the Chirahala Chirahala Skyway that blows Tail of the Dragon away. And the scenery, the road, it's got them sweeping turns that you're in that turn for so long. You're like, is this curve ever going to end? I mean, it's just them big, long, sweeping curves that just last forever. Well, I think, you you know, the one that I have experienced similar would be, for me, it's like uh, you get to South Dakota, you run Iron Mountain Road very you know a similar style road with the curves and and, you know it's not very long but man it is twisty and just an absolute amazing ride i think it's you know a similar style to it i mean i've never ridden tail the dragon but for me it's as you know as close as i've come to something like that because man it's nothing but sweeping turns and 90s and hairpins and it's absolutely freaking awesome the tail is more of the of the hairpins and switchbacks it's not not many of the sweeping curves in it and but that's what you know sports the you know the sport bike riders just love going to tail uh, and you know your corvette and mini cooper and mazda miata riders and you know they all drivers i should say get out there and they like to do the same thing and see how fast they can go through it well what they don't realize is there's a cop about every third turn so you got to deal with that too well it's like i mean you know, I could talk and traveling interstates isn't fun, but there's one on 84 when you leave Pendleton called Cabbage Hill, where actually I-84 zigzags up to Dead Man's Pass. And the highway, I mean, the interstate literally switchbacks. For about a six-mile ride, it is absolutely a blast on a motorcycle when you're, for one interstate thing, say for a short bout that's fun, is I-84. It is a fucking blast on a bike. In a truck or something, it's nowhere near as fun, but... Oh man, it's crazy when you can travel on an interstate that's got switchbacks and it's unreal. I, I can also say I, I don't believe I've ever been on an interstate that had switchbacks. Yeah, I think well Springer Mike and him, you know, they're they've been through that area. I think they could comment about going up Cabot Hill in eighty four. It it is pretty impressive for an interstate ride and I have enjoyed that small stretch a few times. Amazing lookout. You get up to the top, you got a killer view of the whole Pendleton Valley and shit. It's it is a very cool freaking area. But that's about the only fun thing on that stretch of highway. The rest of it's pretty desolate and, oh, it's boring. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you expect for an interstate? Well, true. Yeah. So what kind of other goodies, I mean, besides your, you know, the tour pack you've done to your bike, you done much else to your to your ride? Uh, no, as far as uh, LEDs and stuff like that. Uh, and it's, you know, as far as performance wise i mean it's it's not anything done other than just full stage one uh i would i mean i thought there real hard uh, a few months ago about doing the uh the 110 conversion kit on that thing and the more i thought about it i was like i just i just don't think i would i mean that's a bike that i 
you know, I don't, I don't have a second bike that I ride. So I, I, I want this one to be dependable. So I about changed my mind on that. I think I will end up doing the stage two because I would like to do cams. Because uh, I mean, it's a 103 twin cam. So I would like to at least do the cams. And uh, now that, uh, now that Ad, Ad Van Black has uh, decided they'll start doing two tone, now I'm lusting over uh, fenders and stretch back <laughs> and, uh, tank covers and Corey's asking what cams. Well, Corey, the two I keep going back to is the SNS MR103 and the Andrews. Can't go wrong with SNS. No, I like them. It's about like this. If I crack that that, uh, that cam uh, chest, uh, it's going to get an oil pump. It's going to get a cam plate, and that's going to be SNS. Uh, you know, that's definitely what I would put in there. But as far as the cams, it's, it's the 103 SNS and the Andrews 48. I keep looking at it. Uh, go they, gear drive. Get, get rid of that. Go gear drive and get rid of the cam chain tensioner. Well, you know, the only problem with that is uh, the run out. I mean, I don't know what to, what the run out on is at now. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're, you know, you got those certain specs, and if you're borderline on your run out now, uh, you know, how long is that going to last once you put those gears, gear drive, driven cams in before it's out of spec and you're going to damage an engine or you're going to tear it apart and fix that crank. So you have a little bit more leniency when it comes to the, to the chain. You do. I, I got rid of the chain on mine. The chain went at, well, I mean, it shouldn't say the chain broke or went, but got rid of the, the cam chain at 55,000. I went gear drive. And I don't know for me, I less things in a way to go wrong, but I mean, I can understand, you know, the other side of the run out. I get that. It's just, I don't know. I've, had some friends that have bad luck with the tensioners. It's like, to me, it just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, uh, gear drive just in a way seems yeah, not uh, a bad I idea. But, to, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. That's the whole thing is, you know, what somebody else does to their bike doesn't mean that, you know, you want to go that route on yours. And well, like I said, that's I all part anything, of making it yours. I, I don't have anything against either either way. Uh, but, like I said, it would come down to, you know, what's the current run out? You know, if it's you know three thousands or something that's you know it's or you know i think ten thousands is the max or something like that mm -hmm. i can't remember off the top of my head yeah i think i think ten thousands is the max run out so i mean if you're nowhere near close to being the max then yeah i don't think you'd have any issues but if you're up there close and eh, you don't want to do it unless you want to go ahead and rebuild that crank yeah Got a point. Bottom ends can be expensive, but uh, yeah. Well, I still dream of the S and S one eleven someday. One of these days, maybe. <laughs> well, if you're gonna dream, you might as well dream big. That's right. <clears throat> you know, I think Bry's gonna get a one fifty seven. Yeah, he he's looking at it. He, he's waiting till they come up with the one sixty nine. Then he's he's gonna hit that shit hard. Yeah, once it you know, you, well, you mentioned sixty nine, so yeah. Put a one in front of it, I guess it makes it better. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I got a buddy that runs him. He's got a 124 in his Road Glide and S&S. &S. And last summer, he, he blew by me on a run. I mean, we were right at about 100, and that guy left me like I was doing 30, just gone. <laughs> and when he was over, I mean, 
I'd never met him in person before the, you know, I did the Monster Over Mountains run. And I seen the, you know, the SNS on the jug, but the next gas stop, I'm like, all right, Colin, what the fuck is in that? Oh, yeah, it's the, the 124, and he'd done a bunch of goodies. And you say it was dynoed at 154 at the rear wheel. And that bike would flat haul ass. Like, Jesus. It was ungodly. Well, so but man, did it sound amazing, and it would go. I, I, torque is more of what I'm interested in. I, I'd like to have a little more torque. Yeah. I can care less yep. about the horsepower because, you know, you're not getting into the horsepower range unless you're up there in, you know, 5,500 RPM range at any length of time. And that, that's not where I'm right. Oh, me too. And that was the thing I, I was asking about. He's like, oh, it's fun if you want, you know, hooligan around, just be a dorky. He's like, tell you what, he goes, if you wanted the platform, he goes, don't ever do this if you like touring. He goes, yeah. the 111, he goes, they have a mild build one with a mild cam. He goes, it would be ideal. He goes, don't even think about going the shot. He goes, it, it's not what you need for touring. He goes, it's fun just to be a jackass and have fun on this. He goes, that's yeah. about what it's good for. Yeah. But it's like me, you know, I mean, I, I got a 95 with a stage two cams and, you know, the goodies in it. And like I said, it, I'd rather take my bike. I mean, everybody has their own thing. Guys want to build them up in bigger numbers, more and more and more. Hey, that's great. I'm with you. It's like I want a good amount of torque if I want to roll on, get around some cars. But I like the longevity side of it. You know, just mild build, let it breathe a little bit better, a little more fuel, let the motor run at, you know, its ideal operating environment. And still have that longevity, just be able to enjoy the road and still tour on and have a touring-friendly engine that's still going to have its economy, but going to give you that little bit of oomph that you need when you want it. And that's, man, that'll work great for me. And mine does and that's, perfect. That's where I've circled right back around to, was this reason why I've backed off of thinking doing that 110 conversion is just do, doing the stage two, because I, I do want a little more torque. Uh, and that's the same thing, you know, it's a, it pisses me off. I got, you know, the buddy I ride with, he's, he's got like a, I think his is an 07 uh, CBO uh, Ultra. And it's got the 110. And we get out here on these trips. Every now and then we'll get, we'll get out here on a stretch of road where there's a big old long straightaway or something. There'll be some traffic. And uh, we'll be running in six gear, at, you know, 70 miles an hour and decide we want, you know, we got a little stretch here where we can pass a couple of these cars so we can just keep on booking it. And uh, he'll whoop out and just, you know, give it a little bit of gas, and he goes. And I whoop out, and I'm going down burn full throttle, and it takes a mile for it to build the speed up. But now I can drop a gear. You know, don't get me wrong. I can drop it down to fifth gear and just keep right up with it. But it pisses me off that he can just leave his in sixth gear and just go <laughs> full and just take off, and I can't. And so that's the reason why I'm wanting a little more torque. Yeah. I, that was a funny thing. I met this old guy. He had to have been in his 70s. What was it two summers ago when I helped my daughter move? We were up at my son and I stopped at North Sound Harley Davidson because I hadn't been there yet. It's like, oh, look, Harley shop. Not far from my daughter's. I can still make it on close to on time. And coming out of there, it's beautiful. The skunk white CVO road glide. And I see this, you know, older guy sitting there having some coffee and, you know, we're looking at it and got to talking. I'm like, man, beautiful bike. He's like, it's okay. I'm like, it's a fucking CVO road glide. This is pretty nice. He's like, let me tell you a story. He's like, I had an Ultra. He goes, and, you know, he, he built it up. I think he said he went up to a 124. He's like, I would get head shaking about 130, 140. He's like, so I put the stabilizer on it, and he's going down this list of fucking goodies he put on it. And he goes, then I thought in the back of my mind, he's like, well, fuck, Harley makes a road glide. He goes, 
not going to affect the handlebars. He goes, I figured, well, let me get the CVO. I think it had a 117 in it. A couple goodies. He's like, I bought this thing. goes, I almost regret it. He's like, it's a fucking slug. It doesn't even get out of its own way. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I just want to ride with you sometime. This is fucking crazy. You got a CVO and tell me how slow it is and it's fucking worthless. And I was just like, I was laughing on the inside and like, holy crap. That's impressive. I just, yeah, it was something else. Like, damn, this old man must like to fucking mob down the highway. But it looks like with my dad, he's got the 19 Road Glide with a 107. And he just went to the, he cammed it, put the True Duels on it. And he said just changing, getting rid of the cat and going with a True Duel was a night and day difference. He's like, it woke that 107 up amazingly. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I've got the, the Vance and Hyde Power Duels. And, uh, and they're, you know, decatted head pipes. And, and just doing that with, the, you know, the, uh, the air intake made a difference too but it, it's still I, I can't run with that 110 unless i drop the gear yeah uh, other than that you know me and him are pretty evenly matched but boy you can just tell he's got so much more torque in that 110 than i do well maybe down the road to I me mean, you you flip that cam in there and it's gonna it's gonna make a difference and you might you know be, just be right there hanging with him yeah yeah 103 ain't bad engines either do what the 103s aren't bad engines at all. I, I, I mean, for that I, fact, I either have, one of I have no issues with it. I, I like the 103 just fine. I mean, it's it's the twin cool, so I mean, it's the it's the wet head 103, uh, which still gets hotter. And damn it, I don't know why it says it's supposed to be that much cooler, but it, it still gets hot. That is something yeah. that when I, when I stepped up and went went to the uh, to the Harley, was the difference in heat. Good lord, man, them damn engines are hot. <laughs> oh yeah especially in the summertime i remember a few times in the summer you get stuck in some real slow traffic especially like on asphalt and between uh, the heat of the engine and the heat coming off that asphalt radiating up it's like holy jesus i know it's a few times like my dad and i we ended up getting stuck in some really bad traffic and hit the shoulder for about two miles and said fuck it there's a place down here we're gonna stop at a watering hole and we'll hang out for a while and let traffic you know get better and let the rush hour go away then get back on the highway because it ain't no sense just sitting there idling and dying of heat exhaustion no it's miserable i mean even with little you know the heat shields the extra ones you can put on and go underneath your seat off the frame helps a little bit but still yeah you get in that hot temperatures and whatnot it's it gets fucking warm and can be uncomfortable yeah that's very true well, See, you know, Twitter put on there if the hot means you need to go faster. Well, I mean, that's all well and good when you're moving, but sometimes you hit traffic. Yeah, it does happen. It sucks, but it happens. Yeah. You got any trips or anything planned for this year that you're looking forward to? Uh, well, don't know where uh, me and my, the guy I work with, you know, like I said, on our annual trip, I, I think this year we're going to go down to the, uh, to the Ozarks and, uh, in Arkansas uh, for a few days down there and ride. We, we Neither one of us has ever rode up into the Ozarks, so we think about doing that. How um, far is that from you? Uh, that's about eight hours, seven, okay. eight hours interstate running uh, to get over to there, which that's fine. 
because uh, we'll go over there we'll spend you know basically a day and a half just to get there and back uh, and then uh, we'll spend probably two to three days just riding up in up in the mountains uh, or however much riding they have to offer i have no idea never been there heard lots of people talking about it uh, so we've been kind of wanting to check that out what's the thing i don't remember the town other one you know famous little bar biker hang out the cat house down there Oh, Remember yeah, there was yeah. a deal uh, touring the Ozarks. I think there was a motorcycle page on Facebook, and I clicked on it. And so they sent me, you know, free map and a bunch of info about riding all through the Ozarks, which I still have in my in my nightstand. It's like ever get there someday. It's like you know, got little places marked and get down there and check it out. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I've seen uh, Adam Sando will do something on that. Where you're talking about that that bar? Yeah. Too. Uh, I, Eureka Springs is that what mm -hmm. yeah I think it. so yeah so Tweedle says that he's going to teach the, try to teach me what gliding on two taught him no nah, I don't know about that lane splitting buddy I'm no nah, no nah, I couldn't do it no nah, I mean even if it was legal in the state of Tennessee I just I don't know there's something about that lane splitting that just makes my ass draw up I mean, all it takes is one person to be an asshole and open their car door, and that's the end of that day. Yeah. Yeah, you see all the guys. I mean, you know, I know it's real popular, but he does in California and whatnot. But, I, no, I just, same with you. I'm just not comfortable. Even if I was traveling through there, I I don't think I'd do it. Not my thing. So Chris is asking what's wrong with riding in shorts. Well, to each their own on that, Chris. I mean, I've done it. I, I swore a long time ago I'd never ride in shorts. But a couple of summers ago, it was a damn hot, and I was wanting to go riding, and I was like, I'm putting on a pair of shorts, and I went riding. And told my wife the whole time, this is something I swore I would never, ever do. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I've And for me, that's still, I, I've never done it. And for me, it's like riding in tennis shoes. I'll, I'll slip my boots on every time. It's just, I don't know, maybe for me, the years of, you know, growing up starting with dirt bikes, I mean, never rode shoes. You always put on your boots, and... I mean, for me, it's like I, I got horrible ankles. I've foobarred them so many times riding, and they're not in bad shape. So for me, it's like, man, I, I always wear my boots and always put on jeans. I mean, I'll, I'll ride in T-shirt. Hey, I'm guilty of that a lot in the summertime, a lot. But nah, it's always, you know, boots and jeans for me. That's just, and that's just my style. Phoenix put on there, you should try riding to nothing but assless chaps. Well, <laughs> as, as amateur moose says all the time, if they're if their chaps are not assless, they're called pants. All chaps are assless. <laughs> That's right. Only wear chaps once in a while. If it's really cold or if it's really shitty weather. At least, you know, at least that's their pendency here to, to bitch about when we're riding in rain. I should slow down. We slowed down that day in, in Wyoming. <laughs> he just going to pay attention. He, he swore we were still doing 70. It's like, yeah, we slowed down to like 60. It's all good. It was short-lived rain. <laughs> just making sure everyone understood. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe that Moose didn't jump in and tell him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I really wish I could remember how that goddamn Seattle joke started, but I tell you what, that's when we got live and it grew. It uh, it sure is funny. Oh yeah, that's like it I'd is like comical. 
I'd like to know where it come that I'm older than Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, here, here's Moose. What's oh, he got? Yeah. Dofer has a specialty assless chaps because his pants are assless too. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> Bry, please don't let that joke ever die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort one of these days. I'm just gonna have to go to Seattle, hang out over there somewhere, and just do the podcast from the ferry or sitting down over there, seeing so all get the Seattle skyline in the background and just hang out in Seattle. You know, shit. I don't know what's worse, hanging out in Portland or hanging out in Seattle. Oh, Jesus, that's a good point. <laughs> because they're both a couple fucking shitholes now. <laughs> Portland's gotten bad. I don't Portland know. It, it, it might even be worse than Seattle. <laughs> yeah, Portland's gone downhill. I know, I think in two weeks I gotta, I'll got i be going down. Well, I'm going to take... You go through Portland, you can take I-5 or you can take 205 and kind of go around the outskirts and... Every time I've been that way, I take 205, but as long as weather works out right, I'm going down to Crash Inc. World Headquarters and going to spend a weekend down there soon and do some some more upgrades to the bike and put on some new front forks and all new front suspension. That'll be nice. What are you, what are you putting on? Um, I picked, well, I had a set of brand new forks given to me that are all brand new progressive. Cartridge springs, everything. Forks just got powder coated and they were uh, gifted to me from a guy that I had on the podcast that he'd built them for his old road glide. Uh, Mod Glide 07 was who it was, and his road glide got totaled. He got rear ended, and I'd message him. He's like, Say, hey, you know, Brad said you got these here, man. I'd love to buy them. He's like, dude, I have no use for them. He's like, they're in Brad's shop. Just go get them. They're yours. Wow. I'm like, okay. So hopefully weather's going to – I was going to try to go down there this weekend, but they were getting off and on snow down south because Brad's in Dallas, Oregon, about 45 minutes to an hour south of Portland, and weather down there sucks. So we're shooting for two weeks. I'm going to head down there on a Friday and do everything, swap everything out on Saturday and be fat and happy. I have new rears, new front, and see how everything works out for the summer. Now, that's something that uh, I've not changed out yet is my suspension. But, you know, I know everybody talks about how horrible the suspension is. But I'll be honest with you, as of right now, I, my factory suspension's not too bad. Hey, that's, and if it works for you and you're comfortable, then, hey, that's not a problem with it. I know it's like mine. I, I was running stock rear street glide suspension on my road glide that kind of lowered it a little bit. But I went to the Drake Specialties rear and then i'm going with progressive front but then after doing homework drake specialties buys their shock from progressive and then rebrands them so they're essentially progressive with drake specialty name on them so i adjusted mine down to 12 i think they're i have mine set at 12 and a half well, so, i mean i kept looking at uh of course i mean i've looked at legends i've looked at olings i've looked at suspension technologies and I, you know, and every time I start looking at them and thinking about buying, you know, rear suspension, I'm like, I, I, I'm afraid I'd be disappointed because I actually kind of like what I got. Hey, and, and if you like what you got and you're comfortable with it, then shit, ride it and enjoy it. And that's the thing. I mean, there's so many brands out there and so many companies and yeah, it's, 
you can really get lost reading reviews and looking at everything. It's like shit, and then it's like matter just start talking to everybody. Hey, who runs what? Who who likes what? And I had an idea where I wanted to go, but then it's like with everything I got going on, my daughter's wedding and all that stuff. It's like I just can't afford to shell out a thousand bucks for rears and what it be for front. So I, you know, well, the, the Drake specialties were a great deal. It's like shoot, I'm just gonna. I talked to. I had a lot of friends that have ran them and. You know, they had good things to say about it. It's like, well, shoot, I'm going to give it a shot, and we'll see how it goes. Well, the one suspension that I really do like and looked at multiple times, but you know, I just can't see me throwing that kind of money into it, and that, that, and that was the Wilbers, the Neville Mats. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, those those definitely appeal to me because they self-adjust. Uh, I don't care if, you got, if you're riding two up, got luggage on, or if you're riding just butt-ass naked by yourself, it, I think it's within two miles it will self-adjust. And I really like that option. But they're $2,500. Yeah, that's who. Yeah. (laughs) The ones I was looking at that I was really giving serious consideration was the Russ Wernemont. They're making motorcycle suspension, and Russ Wernemont started back in the 80s. He was building suspension for Ivan Ironman Stewart back during the Baja days, and he kept, you know, doing suspension for trucks and cars. And then the last five years he's gone into the motorcycle industry and is now building front and rear for motorcycles for and which harley's and i have a few friends that have picked up their shocks and absolutely freaking love them and you know one of them my good friend michael two wheels to survive you know he's brought back some injuries from you know tours in afghanistan and iraq and since he's went to those it's actually alleviated all the pain in the shoulders of riding he was oh, like wow. he no longer has to you know popping a leave on those really long rides when he's really pounding, pounding down miles and all oh, he is in love with them. And I talked to a few other guys at the bottom and man, they got nothing but positive and super positive things to say about them. They're handling and everything about them and just love them. Well, like I said, my deal is I don't want to have to readjust rear suspension. If uh, right. I've got the tour pack on and the, and the, and riding two up or if I'm just, by, I, I just don't want to have to readjust every time that I'm changing yep. the weight load. And that's, oh, I, that's, I agree. That's, that's kind of the downside of it with me. And that's so where I've kind of set mine up in the middle road for, for two up or, or single. It's like, cause I don't want to do the thing either. So, you know, set them about the middle. It's like, Hey, that'll work. And I don't have a whole lot of miles in mine yet just because weather hasn't been in my side for it, but I'm looking forward to some better weather here in the near future and really getting some miles on and see how much I really enjoy the uh, backs and see how they did. What's Phoenix got here? <laughs> oh, that's good. Everybody's got jokes. Hey, that's the fun of it. It's a good time. Well, it's a, uh, these, uh, this, this community that we're, we're a part of, it's it's awesome I, I love getting in these side chats and talking with all these people uh, oh absolutely I've, I've not met hardly any of them on, on a personal level i mean there's a handful i have but uh, you, you know you look at you know bob and, and apple glide and brian and, and you know Corey and of course venus uh i mean i, I consider all them guys good friends and i've never met them in person in my life uh now, you know, I've met Dallas and, uh, of course, you know, Brandon, X race moto. 
of course, Droop and NC Crimson Light and Sandman. I mean, I've rode with all those guys and Tweedledee and, and have enjoyed when I've met them. I mean, it's when you see them in person, it's just, you know, when you see, like, like you see Dallas or, or Brandon uh, or Droop or any of them on, on the screen, that's exactly how they are when you see them in person. And, uh, I mean, just, now, I look forward to meeting a lot of them when we do the Dallas uh, meetup down there in, uh, in Middle Tennessee. That's like Fat and Line. Fat and Line and Kelp Fire is going to be there. I, I look really forward to, to, to meeting them. I think Bryce might even, if he's not afraid of getting shanked, is going to show up <laughs> in Middle Tennessee. And, uh, oh, that's good. Uh, and, oh, you know, I look, look forward to meeting Bryce. No. Well, it's the same uh, way. I mean, you know, for me, it's like with everybody. I mean, I, I talked to Bry a lot. We became great friends. <laughs> never met in person. You know, you got Wrench Bender, Nick, and Mike. I've met those two guys, but basically, you know, everybody else in the side chat, it's like we're all great friends because of this community and chat back and forth and always in each other's lives, you know, supporting everybody. And you built a friendship with somebody that you never met in person, but yet you feel like you've known them forever. And it's, it is really cool to be part of this community that we've all all enjoyed because well, we have that camaraderie of we enjoy life on two wheels. I mean, you look at Chris Venus. I mean, he, he's a person if you're looking at and you're not talking to him, I wouldn't want to run across him in a dark alley because he's just like a freak looking kind of dude. But, you know, you talk to him, he's one of the nicest guys you'll talk to. Yeah, but he's got these really weird stickers. I mean, what, what the hell is he trying to say? Well, you know, the that the, the, the person that designed that sticker is just uh, uh you know, was a sweet is a sweet person. Oh <laughs> and Moose, I'm not leaving you out. I mean, you know, we try to leave you out because you're just like an asshole. But uh He's like I, the stepchild, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> but he doesn't have red hair. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point. But he does have you know, some good looking Bob Seeger hair. You know, Bob Seger Young, you know, 70s Bob Seger. Hey, that's some damn good music, though. Uh, I, I do like me some old Bob Seger in the Silver oh, yeah. Band. Oh, look, Mrs. Monkey just popped in. Miss Monkey. Okay, but okay, so here's one, Dan. What about Bruce Hornsby in the range? Who? Bruce Hornsby? Yeah, who? Okay. No, not a fan. All right. No. I'm just curious. He had a couple good songs. That's it. <laughs> no, no, not not that big a fan. I got you. I got you. But you know, look, I have a wide range of uh, of music that I like, uh, which is kind of funny. My you know, my wife tells me I'm stuck in the you know 70s and 80s all the time. But uh, and then she'll hear me playing uh, Georgia Boys or or the Lax. Oh, now now you're getting down. Oh, oh hell yeah! I can get some lax to Georgia boys. Oh yeah, some old uh, oh Bubba Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Cypress Spring. Yep, yep. See, that? my wife will hear me. She'll hear that me playing that. She's like, "What the hell are you listening to?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I listen to a lot of that. I yeah, the old like a what's my kids called the Southern Hick Hop. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's what I call it. Uh, hip hop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. E even guys, it's you know that you know I talk with on this side chat. You know, if I mention that, are like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, I just 
Yeah. I just like it. I can't help it. But, uh, but yeah, I have a wide range of music that I care for or that I like. I mean, you know, and, and, and yes, I am old and uh, I'm old enough to where I actually seen Elvis Presley live in concert. So you got that going to you. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Elvis was a bad son of a bitch when he was younger. God damn! Now I can't. I can't think of the group. I can see them all. Hey, Brian, don't be talking about Lawrence Welk. That was a great Sunday night show. (laughs) (laughs) When you only got two channels in the winter time, that was one of them you had to watch. Damn, discovered Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Well, hell, man. Hey, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for coming and hanging out and, and you know, doing a mile post and, and sharing some stories, Dan. I, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you having me on, Denver. It was kind of a shock when you reached out, but uh, uh, I appreciate it. Like I told you, I'm I'm kind of boring. But, uh, hey, I'm boring, but, you know, we, we have that common ground of we enjoy life on two wheels. So, hey, we... Okay, bringing up bear supply. I believe your Seattle internet's acting up. It could be. You, you never know. Damn <laughs> Seattle shit. So, well, Dan, hey, thanks for coming on and tuning in tonight, man. It's been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed your company and, you know, getting to hear your story and, and share it around. Hey, I appreciate it, Denver. Hey, thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight, coming and hanging out. Don't forget, hey, if you guys also go to Spotify, leave a, you know, a review, leave four stars, whatever you want to do. Just help keep growing this, man. Everything helps, and I want to keep the V-Twin life going and rolling. So next week, we got Maya Post 99 coming up, and I'm going to be dropping that guest early next week. So until then, guys, hey, have fun, ride safe, enjoy the open road, and we'll catch you on the other side. Later.